In this video, we will be discussing the Godhead. More specifically, the oneness of the Godhead. You see, many Christians today say that God is not one, that He is a trinity. But you see, in fact, that is not the case. That is not true. And honestly, I could say this one statement, and I personally would believe that that it would be more than sufficient, but we need to dive deeper and dive into why this is true. You see, that one statement is the Old Testament, the first five books of the Old Testament, the Pentateuch. And even the rest of the New Testament, the Old Testament, which are written by Jews and are their stories. And then the New Testament, which was also written by Jews. And in the Pentateuch or the Jewish Torah, it is a oneness theme. The Jews are monotheistic, meaning they believe in one God. So why would in Scripture that they read and in their life stories and in the life of Jesus, the man that they are writing about, why would they present a view of the Trinity or the belief in three separate but equal gods. You see, the Trinity, it is a belief that God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost are three distinct individuals, but yet they are all God. Some put it this way, as in, it's God showing Himself in three different ways. Which... I do agree with that. But they use that to explain the Trinity. That does not explain the Trinity. It is one God. His name is Jesus. And then you see they use Matthew 28, 19 as an example of the Trinity. One of the proofs for the Trinity. And you see that does sound like a Trinitarian verse at face value. But you have to dive deeper into the scripture and actually look at the words it is saying. Because it says, go ye therefore teaching and preaching in the name, name Excuse me, sorry, it says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. You see, the key word there is name, the name. Not names, as in many, but name as in one. And so, Matthew 28, 19, it actually sets up Acts chapter 2. Because Matthew 28, 19, it says, Go ye therefore... 
and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. So you wonder, well, what's that name? It's one name. It's not multiple names. It's one name. Who's the name? Is the name Jesus? You, we, you would assume it's Jesus because Jesus is the one talking, but you don't know. But see, in Acts chapter 2, when fire falls down from heaven, and the people there in Jerusalem see the disciples and excuse me, the 300 others who were filled with the Holy Ghost there at in the upper room, they wonder, what can they do? And it says in Acts chapter 2, verse number 37, it says, Now they, when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter, Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? And see, and in verse 38, Peter gives them their answer. And it's also an answer and a response to Matthew 28, 19, giving the name. It says, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. So he says, Everyone in the name of Jesus Christ. So Jesus Christ is the name that we are to be baptized, that we are to go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name. The name is Jesus Christ. You know, there was a minister who was telling the story um, of when he had an interaction with a Trinitarian. And they were having an argument of the one versus the Trinity. And this oneness preacher gave this example, and I find it a very good example to use. And he's, so he's on this plane with this Trinitarian and he's talking to them and they're coming from overseas back to the U.S. And while they're on the plane, they were given papers that they had to fill out, the, what, letting, telling where, what their name was, where they're from, if they have anything to declare, to go through customs. And this minister asks for two, one so he can fill out and do the proper paperwork. But then he grabs the other one and he starts filling out and where it says name, he writes name. Where it says city, he writes city. Where it says state, he writes state. He writes the word down. And the Trinitarian, see, he was an English and grammar teacher. And this one, this preacher looks to this Trinitarian and goes, what's wrong with this? And the Trinitarian goes, well, you're just writing down where it says name, you're writing name. And where it says city, you're writing city. You're supposed to write your name and what city you're from. And what state you live in, not the, the title, not the description. And this one, this man looks at him and he goes and says, That's the same with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. The Father is not his name, the Son is not his name, the Holy Ghost is not his name. Those are a description of what he is. So those are describing words, those are. Nouns. Jesus is the pronoun that is describing and being more in depth as to what he is. You see, Matthew 28 19 is not a Trinitarian verse. It cannot be used to promote the Trinity because. It is not talking about the Trinity. Trinitarians will also use other scriptures, 
They'll use Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, which says, And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. The scripture, it does sound like a Trinitarian scripture. I will admit, it does sound Trinitarian. But in fact, it is not Trinitarian scripture. Because, like I had mentioned earlier, why would the Jews write a scripture and have a scripture in their Bible, their Torah, their holy word of God, the word that is unchanging and the word that is infallible, have something that contradicts their belief. Why would they have that? Why would that be in there? You see, at that time, when writing, if you were writing or talking about yourself in a group setting, sometimes you would refer to it as us. It's strange, but it was the way it was written. So some theologians believe that is why it says, let us make man in our image. Another, Some other theologians also think that it is talking about he, Jesus, God is having a conversation with the angels there. And talking in a broad, general sense, but and really, he's talking about himself. And actually, if you go on to the next verse, Genesis chapter 1 Verse 27, it says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he them. Created he him. Male and female created he them. So why would the verse right after conflict with it? Why does verse 26 say, Let us make man in our image. And then 27 says, Make God, so God created man in his own image. Well, the only way that is able to be used is, like I said, where he's referring to himself or he is speaking with the angels. We don't really know why it was said like that, but based off of the time period and writing styles at the time, that's what we assume. We may never know why he worded it that way until we get to heaven. But that is how it is. The Trinitarians, they also use the baptism of Jesus as a scripture for the Trinity, but that really is not a Trinitarian verse. You see, if you were to study in that verse and the context it is in, you would see where it talks about his baptism, and when he was baptized, actually, I will read it. And actually, in a preface to this, 
it says, And John bare record, saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it abode upon him. And I knew him not, but he that sent me to baptize with water, the same sent me upon whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending, and remaining on him the same as he which baptizeth with the Holy Ghost. So you see, in John, when it's talking about Jesus' baptism, and people, it talks about how the dove came down from heaven, and then there was the voice of God saying, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. And then Jesus, they say, well, the dove is the Holy Spirit. The voice from heaven is God, the Father, and Jesus being baptized is Jesus the man. In fact, that's not true. You see right here, it bears record in verse, in John chapter 1, verse 20, 32 and 33. The dove was there to be a sign to John the Baptist that this is the Messiah. This is the one that is called to free the children of Israel and save them. But you see, the people who were there watching the baptism, they wouldn't have known that. They wouldn't have known that sign. So God had to say that this was His Son. God had to speak so those there could understand and they could know that this was the Messiah. And Jesus there being baptized was actually a fulfillment of the Mosaic Law. You see, according to the Mosaic Law, the priests, before they are able to enter the temple, have to cleanse themselves and have to wash themselves as a sign of washing them sins away and cleaning themselves so they are clean and pure before they can enter. Jesus baptizing, being baptized was symbolic of that cleansing where he could become the high priest that he was to be. So, there are many places in the text and in Scripture that could be used to prove the Trinity at face value and at the surface level. But in all reality, every Scripture points back to the one God. For there is only one God, and His name is Jesus. God bless.